One thing I used to do in uh, high school, like just all the time, was I would just I would just like scream at myself, yeah. but silently. <laughs> so I would just like go in the bathroom, and this is gonna be bad uh, bad audio, but I would just go like. <laughs> I would be like trembling, like it, it, it would look like I'd be yelling my ass yeah. off, and it was almost like just like. I hated the person that, like, I saw in the mirror so much. Yeah. Yep. Where I was just like, fuck you, James. Yep. Yep. No, I fucking get that. Yeah. I just sometimes look in the mirror as, like, a mental sabotage just to, like, cry a little bit and be like, fuck you. Maybe, like, Like, pick out some insecurities about yourself. Exactly. no one else would ever say. (laughs) Exactly. Just being so negative, like. Just so, like, unrealistically negative about yourself. Just, like, yeah, like, you're thinking about yourself as, like the worst person to ever live like like, oh yeah like a waste of oxygen yeah sometimes sometimes i'll be like i am like lower in worth than everybody else on the planet which is such a crazy like of course not there's so many people like why would i be that special to be the one that is like lower than everybody else? yeah yeah sometimes i also feel like that's hard when you're like trying to reach out with friends too yeah like, when you're in those low moments and you're just like, do they even want to talk to me? Oh, like, yeah. am I even, when I go over there, am I just going to say something stupid and yeah. just be the dumbest one in the group? Yep. And like, I, I, like, don't, I sometimes push people away to protect them from me. Yeah. Which is, like, so sad because then I'm... The one getting, like, hurt by so that. So fucked by it. Yeah. And it's just, like... So, uh, other ways of self-harm. Yeah. You know? Like, it's just like the self-sabotage yep. just day to day. Yeah. Like. When I went back to Provo, um, I had a really bad night and I called my therapist and I was like, I had a date tonight that I was really excited about, but like, I don't think I can go. And um, I was like, I'm in such a bad space. And she's like, that's a form of self-harm. Like you not going on that date. Like, that's yeah. a way that you're, like, saying fuck you to yourself. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Wait. You're so right. And I, like, went on the date, and it ended up being a good date and, like, so worth it. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's just, like, pointing out these faulty mindsets yeah. we have. Like, like, like staying positive. So hard. So hard. <laughs> like, that's that's one thing I've learned in the, literally the past 24 hours is, like, fuck me. Like, I have to make my mind a happier place to live. Like, I can't keep going on like this. Yeah. And sometimes, like, even to this day, like, I'm so cynical Mm -hmm. about people that just, like, come across, like, happy Mm -hmm. and sane. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know if we're going to be, like... It irritates me almost. (laughs) I know, me too. Like, you're just like, you're so happy-go-lucky all the time. Oh, for me, it's people that have, like, close relationships. Or at least it was when I was going to college because I had fucking no one. Like, literally no one. Yeah. And I would see, like, I would go places and see, like, couples with, with like, a bunch of friends and, like, yeah. like laughing. And I was like, fuck you. Like, totally. oh, it hurts totally. so much to see you're that. You're like, oh, you're having fun. You're living yeah. a good life. You have someone that appreciates and loves you. Oh, yes. you <laughs> Sucker. Yeah. But I like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, no. Uh, just funny ways we think. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, it's, it is, it is. And like, I think 
for me, like, over time, maybe it's gotten better, but still, I think especially when I'm not drinking and I'm in social situations, I'm just, it's like... It's hard. Yeah. I'm just, like, like that nonstop with, like, everybody I see or yeah. interact with. Just like, well, it's hard. Ah. Yeah. Like, and I try and stay in the moment for, like, little bits, but I almost need, like, social and just, like, mental breaks where I'm just, like, yeah. by, my smell, by myself, like, smoking yeah. a cigarette. Yep. And I'm yeah. just, like, I'm just able to be, like... All right, that was a lot of socialization. Are you ready for another round? Yep, yeah. Well, I mean, I overthink things, and when I'm with people, I'm like, oh, they probably think that I'm trash, because I think I'm trash, you know? So I'm like, oh, like, it's so hard to stay in the moment with people, because I'm, like, so in my head. I'm I'm, I'm constantly thinking as I'm, like, talking. Um, Not right now. I'm having a easier time staying in the moment because I'm a little manic today (laughs) but um yeah usually it's just like I'm always thinking about other things yeah at the same time and it's hard to stay in the moment yeah no it sucks but it gets easier and and now that I'm like getting to a point in my life where I'm like oh you know what I deserve love like I deserve unconditional love which is not something that I've really felt like I've gotten in my life yeah you know like, I've been fucked over by my family a lot. Yeah. So, now that I'm, like, with the Garnicks and how, like, fucking... Loving and supportive. Loving and that, wonderful. That and they've, like, is. adopted me into their yeah. family. Yeah. And, and it, it's meant the world to me. Like, yeah. having unconditional love for the first time. And, like, even the, like, even if I mess up, they still love me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, having that fear of... Being imperfect out of the way, yeah, is so important, and something you have to have in relationships. And I've not really gotten, yeah. So it's just meant the fucking world to me, you know. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's so nice. Yeah, they're so wonderful. They are. They really are. They're the best. Yeah. Um. Oh, so like Sydney, state your deal. Okay, so my deal. I'm a fucking gay as hell. Uh, bipolar, uh, ex-Mormon mess that left BYU very recently and is recovering from the damage that it did to me. (laughs) That's my deal. (laughs) How the fuck was BYU? Like, I know we've talked about it a little bit, but, like, just, like, do you feel, like, you know, the oppressive values day to day, every day. Oh my God, yes. The time. You hear people talking about Mormon stuff everywhere. Like, it's like, just a, it's, a it's little... so in the culture. Like, it's yeah. all people hold on to there. Yeah. Like, it's like their religion is, is who they are. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is valid. But, um, yeah, they definitely were. And I, I, I always looked over my shoulder because you can't be gay. At BYU, you know? Yeah. Um, like, my, I knew, a, I knew a guy that his senior year, peop, he was in the musical theater program like I was. Yeah. Um, and his senior year, uh, someone told the honor code office that he was gay just to fuck him over because they didn't like him. And, and that he, like, had to go through this whole investigation. He almost didn't get his transcripts. He was like, it was... So close to graduation. And, it's and that they, bad? Yeah. Like, well, and I was worried I wouldn't get my transcript sent to Juilliard. I was so scared. Yeah. Um, luckily, they did. Yeah. Uh, 
But I also wasn't like super out. Like if you post on social media that you're gay, you're fucked. Yeah. You know, even after graduation, like if you want to go to a graduate or what, what is it called? A fucking <laughs> like graduate school. Like, yeah. Graduate school a, or a master's. Or yeah. Something, if you want to get a master's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you better not say you're gay because then they won't send your transcripts and you might not get in. I was so worried. I really was because I'm like pretty out. Yeah. Um, and I was like dating a girl there. Like yeah. a girl that went to BYU. Yeah. And she would like try to kiss me in the parking lots. And I wanted to, but I was like so fucking scared that someone would see and like tell the honor code. That happens all the time. Because there with the honor code, it's like. What is this honor code? Okay, so it's just. It's just like bullshit. Like if you have sex, if you yeah. like are gay, it's just like. Oh, yep. Well, it's not yeah. like they're going to crucify you, but it's. Well, the thing is, is like if you're not Mormon and you go to BYU, you have to follow the honor code, but like There's it's less, a little more lax. Yeah. Like if you're Mormon and if you're Mormon and go to BYU and break the honor code, like you get fucked. Like you like can't even leave the church. Fuck you over. If you in the honor code, you cannot leave the Mormon church going to BYU. Like they can kick you out for leaving the church. So people have to pretend all the time. And, yeah. like, you can't, I mean, obviously you can't, no substances. Like, if they find out that you've drank an alcohol once, they can kick you out, and they will. Um, if they find out that you've had sex, if they find out that you masturbate, if they, fi- if they find out that you are gay if they f- and have acted on it, um, if they find out, any, like, like, people have gotten kicked out for rumored, like, they're rumored to be gay. And they yeah. hug a member of the, the same sex and someone sees yeah. and tells the honor code and they get kicked out. Like, it's so strict. And I was looking over my shoulder constantly. Yeah. And it's also just, like, such a shame and a guilt yeah. of, like, you're a bad person then, you know? Yeah. And like, I w- you're an I w- evil person. Like, I was, like, a paranoid crazy person about everybody around me before my attempt. Mm-hmm. But I can imagine in your shoes... Like, that's not paranoia. That's just, like, yeah, real, like, worry for your own future yeah. well, and life and yes. shit. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's it's every, it's such a thing. That like, I'm going to go to hell. I'm going to, like, and everything I've ever known. Because I'm from Manti, Utah, which is, like, Momo Central. I've heard it's 98% Mormon. I don't know if that's a true statistic, but um, it's there. so Mormon. Like, yeah. everyone I knew... Everyone I knew. Yeah. The church was school. Everything was the church. Like, um. I was, like, gonna compare it to, like, some Jesuit schools. And like, then I was like, And then I was, like, no, the Jesuits are kind of open, free-minded thinkers. Like, yeah. I, I, every once in a while I try and be, like, yo, I, I have Mormon friends. Like, Mormonism's not that bad. And yeah. And you hear shit like this. Like, I've talked, I talked to another girl that transferred from the BYU to the University of Utah and then, Mm -hmm. like, left the church at the same time. Like, I don't truly know what happened, but we had a public speaking class where you kind of get to know her. And she was just like, yeah, I just, like, going to school there just felt like the most oppressive place in in the United States. Yeah. And and they act so, like, in the know, too. And, And they find ways to make everything okay. Yeah. So, so everything seems to make sense when you're in the church. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you're told from, like, birth that, like, you are 
chosen, like, from God. You are God's chosen people on earth. Yeah. And, like, it's your job to stay in the church and to convert everybody else to the church. Yeah. Because this is the truth. Yeah. And there is no other truth. Yeah. And it's an us-them mentality where it's, like, literally the whole, the world. It was, like, be, be in the world but not of the world. Yeah. Is a, is a saying in the church. Um, which is, like, so fucked. Yeah. Because it, it, it separates you from the whole world around you, you know? Um... And it's tough. And, like, being gay in the church, oh, my God. Like, it's such a big no-no. Like, when I was young, I lived in California for eight years. Um, And that was during Prop 8, which was, like, the first gay marriage thing, you know, in the United States, I think. Um, And I literally marched in like rallies saying like no gay marriage and I would like fucking when I was young I would like be fingering girls on the playground I was just such a sexual kid and um uh my dad caught me once like fingering a girl on the playground and like it made me write in a journal I will never do that again I will never do that again I will never do that again yeah. And I think from that moment, it, like, fucking shut off. And I was like, I'm straight. I am straight. I have to be straight. Yeah. You know? There's... Yeah, that's... Dude, so it's, it's fucked. Yeah. Like, the, it's really fucked. And it, it fucked me up a lot. Yeah. And I am, to this day, confused about my sexuality. Because yeah. for so long, I convinced myself I was straight. Yeah. But, like, the truth is, is that I could never have sex with a guy. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think I would enjoy it. Yeah. And that's the kicker. And I love fucking pussy. So, <laughs> that's hey. tough. Hey. I don't know hey. if I can say that, but yeah, yeah. You I can did. 100% say that. I say, I say all types of shit on this fucking thing. You can curse. You can, you can do whatever you want. Okay, Sydney? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm in a safe space. I'm in yeah, a safe space. in a safe space. space. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Pussy's the best. It is. It is. I want. I want to eat a girl out so bad. I've. I've not done a lot. Yeah. I once had a threesome, <laughs> really drunk. But that's the only sexual thing I've done. And I was. That was the first time I was blackout, so I don't even remember it. Yeah. So I'm like technically a virgin. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> I think it's just like. I've interacted with other Mormon kids down in Salt Lake, and it's, like, same it's, thing. Sex like, is so hard. They're, they're kind of, like, older and still virgins, and I was like, dude, and Jackson, like, you better be fucking, like, I felt like I was a late bloomer amongst my friends yeah. for, like, not having sex until, like, junior year. Yep, yep. Like, people around here just fuck a lot. Well, um, I, I didn't know people had sex and just And just, like, marriage. party and shit, like, uh, yeah, it's... Because I, mean, I bet not a lot of high school, your high school parties were with, like, fucking acres of bottles of No, no drugs. Alcohol. No. Like, we literally would just get together and, like, like have a good, like, we were children. Yeah. You know, like, I really felt like, even my high school, I was, like, living like a child. Because you're kept in that bubble. Like, I yeah. didn't know shit about the world. Yeah. Um, and I'm still, like, kind of scared of the world because I... I feel like I'm, like, breaking Amish, you know? Because yeah. I just don't know a lot about the world. Yeah. Um, you, should just, you should just go travel in Europe for, like... I want to. A month. 
I really someday. want to do I've thought of that. I mean, I really want to travel alone. I want to, alone. too. I, I want to do a solo trip. Yep. Like, where you're just making your fucking way. Like, yeah. trains and stuff in Europe, like, you can just travel around, or even flights, like, everything's so cheap. Like, the flight over is expensive. It's expensive. But then, but it's, then, but then, gets cheaper. oh, the best place, like, I, I've talked about how much I love Argentina mm-hmm. before, but... If you go to Argentina, talk about the plane tr- tickets, like, very expensive. But then, the con- like, the euro is at least, like, comparable to the dollar. And, like, mm-hmm. there are some countries that are more expensive, you know, um, or whatever. But fucking Argentina has, like, the worst economy in the world. Really? So if you go there with American cash money, you can, you like, can... You can, like ch- exchange it on the black market. Oh, shit. And then you get a better exchange rate than... Uh, than going to a bank. How do you exchange it on the black market? Ah, uh, black market's very public there. It's really? A very Are you place. kidding? Yeah, so there's just this whole, there's this whole, like, open public mall that feeds into this one area where there's some shopping centers, like nail salons, a bunch of shit. It's like fucking granite. It's like a beautiful little public walkway with yeah. like a bunch of fucking uh, trees and shit. And then there are just these guys... That are just saying, cambio, cambio, quieres cambio, which just means change, yeah. change, you you want change. Yeah. And and then you, like, you literally go shop around for illegal exchange rates. So you're just like, cuánto pesos? And they're like, vente uno, vente uno, vente uno, por uno. So, like, it's 21 to 1 exchange rate, like 21 pesos for $1. So then you go to, like, the next guy, and you're like, ah, 19, 19 pesos, and I'm like, no mames, cabron. You oh, don't put a for it. So, and you're like, you're like haggling with these fuckers yeah. just to get like, because the value of American dollars is like so much better than their currency because mm. it just keeps going down. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Goddamn. Sometimes I feel like I wish Mormons traveled the world with the intention of like yeah. appreciating other cultures. Yeah. And not trying to bring their shit and imposing it on people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I mean, it's, missionary. It, I was gonna go on a mission. Because, like, I feel like that, like, your purpose is just staying in your worldview, making their worldview your worldview. And yeah. sometimes, if you go and travel to a place that's really unique and shit, you're just like, whoa, this is. Yeah. This yeah. is just a yeah. different culture. I mean, it like traveling yeah. with my family was like very us them. Yeah. And, and, like, my parents would make comments about it. Like, look at these people, like, drinking. Or, like, look at the world they... Like, like, look at the how awful the world is. And, like, they would make comments like that. Yeah. You know? Like, That's, just so judgmental. Yeah. And I was so judgmental. People, like, in high school, I would be like, how, like, oh, my gosh, that girl is wearing leggings. <laughs> like, I, I would literally be like... How dare she wear leggings as pants? <laughs> what a disgrace. Yeah, like leggings. so judgmental. Like I was taught that. Yeah. My my parents are judgmental. They're judgmental yeah. of me now. Or I think they're learning, but Yeah. It's it's a really hard. When I came out to my mom, it was like the hardest thing I've ever done. Because she she was like kind of bashing on one of my gay friends. And I was like, you know what, Mom? I'm just going to say this now. Like, I'm into girls. And she was like, you know, Sydney, you could convince yourself of anything. You could convince yourself that you're attracted to a couch. And I was like, yes, Mother. I I like to fuck couches. 
Yep. <laughs> but she she also said stuff like, well, Sydney, you weren't always like this. Like, you, you liked boys in high school. I know you did. And, like, this is not... You're letting the world... Like, you just can't let the world get into your head. And, like, and like your friends convinced you you're gay. And, like, all sorts of shit. My dad spent a good amount of time talking to me about how disgusting gay sex was. And that's why I shouldn't be gay. Because gay sex is gross. Yeah. And I was like, why are we talking about this? Like, that's so... Like, that's not something you talk to your kid about. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. No, and sometimes I almost feel like those super religious folks... I almost just wonder if they're the most, like, fucked up on the inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe this is a bit of a sicko thing to say, but, like, what if your pops just, like, loves lesbian porn? But he's, like, Dude. also, like, you, you know, like, I, I'm just... I feel Who like, knows? I feel like those religious people, like, they... Are so repressed. Are so repressed that, like, like we had... The, I had this... I did this coaching one summer with, like, a super Mormon, like, one of the goes, those guys who tries to, like, post and influence and make v- videos. Yeah. And they only get, like, ten... <clears throat> you know, yeah. views. Yeah. Um, but he's still like super religious, same with him and his wife. And then <laughs> you could tell that just like, I think being out of his house, yeah, maybe it was the first time that he was just like alone. Um, <laughs> like unable to masturbate. Sure. So like he's an older guy. Um, and, like, I went in to use the restroom, like, after he came out, and I kind of thought I was hearing things. Oh, shit. Um, and I just, like, you know, I saw, like, fucking six things of toilet paper in the toilet and a couple in the trash, and I was like, mm-hmm. You're like, whoa and then, there. And then he, th- the next thing he said. Um, oh, no. Was, was like, yeah, is it, is it possible to get viruses on your phone? Like, that was the next thing he said in public, <gasps> I think. And I, I'd already told my two friends um, about what I saw, and I was like, I bet he just jerked off because he was free, dude. Like, oh, what a weirdo. No. And, then, and then he asked that question, and all of us were like, um, I don't know if it's Apple. Um, I think you're probably pretty good. Like, what, what were you looking at? And he's like, oh, just, just this uh, <laughs> website for some uh, goalie stuff, and it just had a weird ad or something. And I was just, oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is so funny yeah it was so funny i mean i masturbated from a really young age but it's like such a big no-no in the church like um and i figured out what it was on accident like when we went when my family went took a trip to hawaii (laughs) i was in the shower and i was like oh this feels good whatever i'll just keep doing it you know and and i did it like all growing up, and I had no idea what it was because no one talked about it for yeah. girls. Yeah. Um, and then one day I was, like, on the internet. I was like, I bet th- what I'm doing is, like, a thing. Yeah. And so I, like, Googled it, and all this shit came up, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go to hell. Like, yeah. what have I done? Like, yeah. what have I been doing for all these years? And so I went to my bishop in tears, just sobbing. Um, and he's like, well, did you know what you were doing? Like, did you know what it was that you were doing? I was like, I have, no, I had no fucking idea. He's like, well, just don't do it anymore. Like, don't do it ever again, and you won't go to hell, or whatever. And I was like, 
oh my god but I was so like I was like it took me to the worst headspace and I was so young and I was so scared that I was like I had fucked myself over you know what I mean like I'd done this horrible horrible thing like this evil evil satanic thing yeah and then and then it reinforces the idea that like I'm a bad like I'm a bad soul yeah like when I when I when I was little I um like, I don't know, there's this thing in the church where it's like, one third chose to go with God and, like, come to earth, and then, like, two thirds chose to go with Satan, and, like, are now spirits with Satan, like, living in hell or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I raised my hand in that lesson when I was, like, six, and I was like, that's that can't be possible, because I wouldn't have chosen to come with God. I'm, a, I'm an evil soul, I know that. Because I have these, like, I, I knew fucking I was gay, and I was a super sexual kid, you know? Yeah. So I thought I was, like, this evil soul all growing up, and, and in high school, too. And it was masking that and breaking out of that idea and, like, now being like, oh, I'm just a person. Like, I'm just a human, and, and everything's fine. Yeah. You know, I'm not, a, I'm not a bad soul. Like, breaking out of that... Teaching has been really hard. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm finally getting there, especially now that I'm at a BYU. Yeah. And, like, I'm with the world, and I can be out of that space, you know? Like, it was so bad for me to continue to be in that headspace when I was, like, trying to come out and stuff. Like, it was so... It felt so counterintuitive. It was like, I am supporting this thing that's, like, horrible to my, like, brothers and sisters. Yeah. And... I'm gay and I'm like trying to be out and like what am I doing with my life, you know? And I'm so much happier. Yeah. Now that I've le- like left. Like it was probably the best choice I could have made. Yeah. I think. And even if I don't get into Juilliard and I like fucking move to New York and just try to make it as an actress, like I think I'll be happier than I would have if I had stayed. Yeah. Honestly, if I had stayed at BYU, I probably wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. Like, I think that was my last shred of, like, hope then. I was like, fucking... I don't know what I'm going to do, but I, I'm not going to be here. Yeah. When I went back. Yeah. Um, my... Uh, I just thought of this from earlier. My first attempt. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why I attempted. I mean, I was so depressed my, fresh, yeah. my whole freshman year. And then I went to Jackson and for uh, the show... That summer, Cat Baloo. Yeah. Um, and I had the best summer of my life, drank for the first time, and that was, like, I was still Mormon, so that was, like, fucking, cr- like, the craziest thing to do. But I was, like, so depressed also that I, like, didn't care. I was Isn't also... There something else about, like, coffee, too? Oh, yeah, you can't drink coffee. It's, it's ridiculous. Okay, sorry, continue, continue. Um, <laughs> it's just another but ridiculous Mormon thing. My friend and I, this is, like, a friend that I have that I'm, like, shit goes down when I hang out with this friend. Yeah. You know? Um, Got plenty of those. Yeah. Yeah. She's like one of the only friends I have like that. Yeah. Um, I fucking love her so much. She has stayed by me more than anyone from Manti. Like she's the only person I'm from Manti that I'm like still really good friends with. Um, But she, so my boyfriend in high school, we were like going to get married and we were so fucking close. I loved him. Like I loved him so much as 
a friend, really. Yeah. Like, and kissing him was, like, fine, because I never had to think about sex, and I never had to think about, like, any of that. So, like, I had fun kissing him. Like, I'd think about other things, but, you know. Yeah. I had a good time, and um, I loved him. So I thought, like, we were going to get married and make it work and whatever. Um, but he went on his mission, uh, and I was devastated. My senior year of high school, that's when my bipolar really kicked in. Um, but he was on his mission and she was like, let's go drink. Like after my summer in Jackson, she's like, let's go fucking throw a rager in his house. Cause his parents are gone. And I was like, whatever. Cause I was like in the worst place. I was going back to BYU after yeah. the beautiful summer I had in Jackson. Um, and, uh, uh, we, we did, we went to that house and invited some people and fucking got wasted that night. And I was so drunk and I like went upstairs and like was looking through like a, his box that we had of like our old memories and like fucking crying. And it was like a heavy night. Yeah. Um, but someone, the next day I went to the first day of school at BYU and I was fucking manic as hell. And manic and hungover. Manic and hungover. Bad, calm. Uh-huh. And Amy, the mom of my boyfriend in high school, texted me and she was like, uh, I think someone threw a party in my house last night. Someone saw. Because at one point in the night, she like ran outside and was like going to go to this guy she likes house. And like, I don't know. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, so I think someone saw her run outside barefoot and shit. Um, and, uh, I just forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> the party, she... Yeah, yeah, anyway. Out. She found out. Yeah. And, um, she was, like, furious. And I initially was, like, because I still thought me and Danny were going to get married. And I was, like, uh, no, like, I wasn't there. Maybe it happened, but, like, I don't know. Um, and then... Bad liar, as always. Yeah, bad liar. Um, and then, initially, like, eventually Amy found out, and, like, that night, I was, like, so suicidal. And it was the first time that I was, like, really suicidal. Yeah. And it was, like, my first time back at BYU. All my roommates were, like, going out without me, and, like, left me alone in the house. I had called, like, three different friends and my sister. No one picked up. I was, like, so deb... Like, I, cause I was, like, fuck me. She's going to tell BYU I'm going to get kicked out of BYU. And my life's going to be miserable. And Danny's not going to want to marry me. My life's over. And, and I fucking was going to down a whole bottle of pills. Almost, like, fucking got halfway through. Panicked. Started running, like, walking around Provo aimlessly. I knocked on this random door eventually, and I was like, can I use your phone? Because my phone had died. And I called my parents. They drove up from Manti to this random person in Provo's house and took me to the hospital. And the therapist at the hospital said, just try out the church. Like, just try to, just try to make it work for your parents. Which is the worst thing I could have heard. Yeah. Because I was doubting my sexuality. And I thought I was going to go to fucking hell for that and whatever. So it's like, even if I do die, that's worse than this is now. So 
They're, you know, li- they're like six things that you've said that you're probably all going to hell for back then. Oh, oh my like, God. Yeah. The guilt and shame I experienced in the church is like, was so real, was so real. And every day. And I ha- I had created, like, I lived in the cotton candy world and I was the perfect Mormon daughter. Yeah. You know, I was, I was doing all, I was all this, all the steps, you know? Yeah. Um, and I was like. I was literally the, like, Mormon girl of the school, you know? Um, Mormon girl of the year. No, really. It was like, it was like, fucking, I think I got, like, homecoming queen or something one year. Um, Just because I was, like, the nice Mormon girl. Yeah. That, like, had it all together and was, like, the musical theater girl and, like, which, of course, I used that growing up as a... Had a... Great, great Mormon boyfriend. Great morning, Mormon boyfriend who she was definitely going to marry when she was going to yes. get back from her mission. Uh-huh. My life was set for me. For Yeah, for mo- that's like... And breaking out, out of that mold, like breaking out of that, like leaving, leaving that life behind. Because yeah. I, I did have, like, you know, I could have married him. Yeah. And I we could have had a great life together probably. Not a great life. I would have fucking yeah, you, been, you miserable been miserable my whole life. And I know that now. But... But my dad said to me once, he was like, you'll never be happy if you leave the church. Like, you're never going to find joy. And he, he was, like, crying about it and stuff. And it was yeah. so heavy for me because I was like, you're right. You're right. Like, that, I left the and life it's... behind that was set for me. And, like, I fucked up my life. But in reality, I've made steps to becoming my truest self. Yeah. But, and it's crazy that, like, that is also ingrained in him. Uh-huh. You know, which was uh-huh. probably, like, ingrained in his dad and mom. And oh, just yeah. And fucking like, regurgitated down his throat. Like, yeah. It's like... And the idea that the church isn't true for him, like, is out of the question. Yeah. You know? Like, like that's, that, that's not, not even, even an idea even, that he could even conceptualize. In his reality, that's just not... That, no. That's not... No. It's a bow. No, no. So... It's, and, and my mom, too. And she, like, loves the church. And my dad does, too. Like, they, they love the religion. They really do. Um, but, I mean, once I, once I saw the bullshit, once I was like, wait, you're treating people so wrong. Yeah. And, like, I can't stand for that morally now that I know that. that then I was like, I'm fucking out. You know? Yeah. I was like, I can't, I can't support, because, I mean, tithing is crazy, too, like, 10%. What does tithing mean? Oh, my God. You can't go to the temple if you don't give 10% of your income to the church. Oh, shit. Keep talking about that in the microphone. (laughs) What? Um, Oh, I can still hear you, so just, like... Um, so, I mean, a recent thing came out, but, like, so let's say you make 100000 um, what? a year. Let's say you make a hundred thousand a year. You have ten to give days. ten grand to the church of that. Mm-hmm. And my my parents probably make about that together. I would think maybe I don't know. Um, but like they're probably giving like ten grand to the church a year oh of their income, and it doesn't matter your financial stability. Like if you're so. Uh, poor. Like, let's say you made thirty thousand a year. You better give ten percent of that, or you can't go to the temple. Like, isn't that such bullshit? That's like. And I'm like a poor college student, and they're asking me to give ten dollars for every hundred I make. To the church. Jesus. 
And, and you can get kicked out for that, even. You can get kicked out for not, like, paying your tithing. Isn't that such bullshit? I, it drives me crazy. And, like, the new whistleblower thing that came out where it was, like, the church is holding, like, $100 billion right now in, in accounts and not giving any of it to charity and not reporting it to the IRS. Um, that's some bullshit, too. Like, they have so much money. Because there are so many rich Mormons. Dude, 10% is also, like... A lot. Of everything you make. Fuck. Like... When I was little, like, if I got 10 bucks for my grandma, I better give $1 to the church. Fuck. Like, that was that. expected of me. That's... Isn't that psycho? I didn't know about that. That's nuts. Like, that's... Well, it's, and it's, my town was also so orthodox. Like, some places are a little more lax in yeah. the Mormon church. Yeah. Like, like, I went to a church meeting in uh, New Orleans, and it was the best one I was ever, I ever went to, because there were so many different Everything kinds of people. Everything in New Orleans is better. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, Even Mormonism's great in yeah. New Orleans. <laughs> well, like, they had a community, and, and like... Um, there were so many different kinds of people there. There's and I was like, diversity. yeah, there's so much diversity. And like people actually were like more open to new ideas and like, like just speculating on what it could be rather than being like, this is how the church is. You have to follow it. Like it wasn't Manti, but it's, it's places like that that are so fucked. And, and everyone that comes from there that has any type of issue is fucked emotionally. Me, like, I have so many gay friends that are, like, just dealing with the scars from ex-Mormonism. Fuck. Like, it's, it's, it's so hard to leave the church because it's, like, everything you know, everyone you know, you know, it's, it's everything. Um, and you do love it. Like, you love the idea that you're an important spirit that was sent here to help everybody. And, and you're, like... You have this destiny and you're going to go to heaven and you're going to get a world and be with your spouse for our time and all eternity. Be happy forever. And, and like that idea is so seductive to a person like me with bipolar where it's like I feel so low. Like the idea that like I'm going to live in bliss for eternity after I die. Oh, um, yeah, sure. You can grab a cup or something. Can I just do it in the cup? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool. Sorry. <laughs> that totally works. One thing that I was trying to say, or thinking of, um, in those manic moments, do you ever, like, feel like a fucking angel, though? Like, in your high moments, do you ever kind of have that feeling of... Like, I'm a superhero. Grandeur every once in a while? Um, every once in a while. Like, like I'll get, if I get really manic... Well, the, my manic is just a lot of energy. And so I think if I'm not doing anything, I just get fucking anxious as hell yeah. when I'm manic. So I'm either, for a long time, I was either anxious as hell or depressed as hell. Yeah. Um, there was no, like, there was no positive yeah. side to any like, of it. What I always describe it as, especially, like, where you're at, because you're just, like, more recent in the discovering yourself game. Yes. But, like, how I was describing bipolar is just like an s curve mm -hmm. up down up down and then like i think this is like human population average s curve yeah and then like 
there are S curves that are down here. Yeah. Yep. Where the highs aren't and the lows necessarily aren't necessarily good. highs. Yes. Yes. Like you can be well below the mm-hmm. mean average. Oh yeah. And just be, you know, slightly less suicidal. Completely suicidal and devaluing. Yep. Slightly yep. less. Well, and sometimes you know, like, I go so far down. Yeah. Like I, well, and I, this last attempt I had, like, I went from being totally fine to I'm going to kill myself tonight in 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, I can switch so fast. Like, yeah. so fast. Sometimes that's what really worries me when you tell me that. Yeah. I mean. Because it's like scary it is it is and and i like because that's like different from my experience yeah well and i can feel like i was planning mine for like two and a half weeks yeah and it was just like the final like like yeah done like yeah i I knew i had been done for like years like i i knew yeah from the time i was like 16 i wasn't gonna see my 21st birthday yep Mm -hmm. so like it was just like four years of built up shit and I was just like, this is the end. Yeah. That's why it scares me when you tell me about your experience because yeah. it's like, that means I could be seeing you, having a great time, uh-huh. me and Goldie making food and watching Joe Rogan and like, you get a horrible call from your family uh-huh. or like, for me, what happened after my suicide attempt is for the next three years, I had a homie die every year. Fuck. And, like, other people died in the community. Other people I know have died. But, like, homies. Mm -hmm. One, like, right after my attempt, who was actually a good friend from boarding school who I, like, reconnected with in therapy, like, at this therapy place. And we had a unique relationship because I don't think him and his other friend, like, other friends talked about or really knew about that part of him. Yeah. And... I had this, like, urge to call him. Yeah. Um, on December 28th. And then he kill your, killed himself New Year's Eve. Oh, my God. And I, like, still have guilt for that. And, like, sure. it's one of those things where you, like, talk to therapists and they're like... It's not your fault. You feel better. It's not your fault. He was in this state from... This sure. Night, this night. But having that weight on your shoulders of just that knowledge, I can imagine it's is... still there. So hard New Year's, to deal with. New Year's has never been the same since. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a lot more somber. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I had another friend die the next year, another friend die the next year. Those suck. Like, even me, like, I'm recovered and stuff. Yeah. But those deaths all really fucked me up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just. Yeah. I mean, I've never had, like, a close friend pass, so I can imagine. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying I'm worried about you because those were situations where I got myself in trouble even after the fact. Um, yeah. I mean, I still, like, especially lately, like, my highs and lows have been so, like, erratic. Like, yeah. daily, I'm, like, fucking... I wake up, I'm manic. An hour later, I'm so depressed. Like, two hours later, I'm manic again. Like, and and those up and downs yeah. like put my body through so much yeah so i like the a few days ago at cultivate when i was working i was like super suicidal i was like fucking the only answer is to kill myself yeah and like that's 
you know. And lately, I've been like, no, you know what? I'm going to fucking stay positive if it's the last thing I do. Yeah. Like, I am not going to let myself go there. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna do it. Because I'm, like, going to fucking take control of my mind. Yeah. And even if I feel these, like, because mine is, like, I if I get depressed, I just feel this, like, doom and yeah. despair. Um, even if I'm feeling that way, I'm going to control what's up here. Yeah. You know? And sometimes what I would say for me that's worked most is not controlling and saying, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be positive. Yeah. But sometimes accepting it. Yeah, accepting the darkness. Accepting the darkness and realizing maybe, like, and it doesn't work every time. Sometimes, I know, like you and me, it's just like, it happens, like, boom. They, yeah. They come, they come around. Yeah. But, like, sometimes, like, being like, okay, this is a temporary state of being. Mm-hmm. What kind of led up to this? Yeah. Maybe that I could reflect on. Yeah. That put me in this place. Yeah. And then go from there and just kind of remind yourself that this is a temporary place. Yeah. Remind yourself of your recent highs, it sounds like, could have been like that morning. And, and you could just be like, this is a place where I am at right now. My, the time will end when I'm feeling like this. Yeah. And I'll be able to move on. Well, and especially like how often my highs and lows come. Like when I feel that, like when I'm manic and I feel that horrible panic yeah. of like, oh, I got to do something now about this, like pain I'm feeling. Um, just realizing like, I'm going to feel different in a few hours probably. Yeah. So I'm just going to fucking wait it out and try to be positive with myself. Yeah. Um, really takes me. And, and having people around me that support me has been so huge. Like, um, having like Jesse, uh, one of the Garnick daughters has like kind of adopted me (laughs) lately as like her own kid. And like, has shown me that unconditional love and like like people in Manti like didn't really want to be around me when I was upset. Yeah. You know? And and like having people that want to hear about how I'm doing has been huge. Yeah. So huge. Um I mean just having loving people around you is big. And and also like anyone listening, like if you don't have people around you that are unconditionally loving, remember that you deserve that and that you'll find that. Yeah. Because everything changes. That's one thing we can count on is that, like, things are going to change. Your life will change. So if you're in a bad spot, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get better. It will. Yeah. It has to. Sometimes I think that's so important. Just be able to, like, have conversations like we're having where, like, mm-hmm. there's just another human being that's listening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Y- you know, like, it's not even... They're giving you the magic speech out of bipolar depression. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, 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 like, it's like they're just hearing, wow, you're going through sh- like yeah. some shit. Like sometimes it's just like that's so awesome to like feel. Yeah. I once wrote a letter to myself when I'm feeling I was in a, a, good, a good place for once. And I wrote a letter to myself. That you're going to um, try and like read when you're in a down place. That I read place. when I'm in a horrible spot. What and a I'm good gonna, old trick. I'm going to read it. Uh, yeah. Cursive, me too, baby. <laughs> I love. It's I a have dying a, art. It really is. And I, it makes me feel really good about what I'm writing. Um, so I was in a horrible spot bef- right before I wrote this. And I'm, I'll read that too. Um, fuck, where is it? Aha. 
Um, aha, found it. Okay, <laughs> the literally the line before this is life is pain. Um, literally, this is the page before it. I wish I could, or I wish that I could die for someone that wanted this life. I felt so alone for so long. Life is pain. And then here's, a few hours later, a letter to myself when I'm feeling like that. Listen, Sid, you're a good person. Don't worry about who you aren't. You are going to make it. And no matter what, you aren't scared of death. And you've already been to hell. And nothing is worse than that. So what are you so scared of? Everything is going to be okay. You are good. You are not your pain. You deserve to be happy. You are more than your feelings. Breathe through it. Take a second. Meditate and separate yourself from your feelings. I'm sorry. I know more than anyone how fucking hard it is. You're going to make it. Fuck yeah. So I read that. Every time just I'm in a horrible spot. <laughs> just on your forehead, just tiny like little the, letters. <laughs> like the bipolar post Malone. The, bi <laughs> the bipolar post Malone, baby. Under my under your eyes. <laughs> I mean he's he's probably bipolar or some kind of crazy. Oh, type. I bet he has, yeah. It's crazy how like art artists, creative people and it sometimes for me it's like the friends that have died, like a couple have died from suicide, one just died from yeah. being a legend. Um and you know, like, they were, like, the charismatic, swaggy, yeah. like, on the outside, things look like, wow, you're... Like you have a, it all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just the opposite of the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of artists, like, that's where art comes from. Art comes from pain. That's yeah. why I love acting. Is because... Hello! Um, it gives me a place to put all those feelings I have and all that energy um, that is, like, fucking feels like it's taking over my body. Mm -hmm. Like, when I'm manic and performing, oh, my God. It's it's the best feeling in the world. Because yeah. I can focus all my energy into the exact moment yeah. and, like, be a completely different person than I am. Like, forget the fact that I'm a gay, bipolar, ex-Mormon wreck. You know, like right now I'm, I'm this like fun, r right now I'm like a, a addicted to chocolate and I'm, I'm like a crazy, crazy character. Chocoholic. A chocoholic and like this fun, zany girl. And I can be that for like an hour yeah. and totally forget about all of that, yeah. you know? And it's such an escape and such a wonderful like outlet for me. The industry can be hard, but. It's such, powerful, such a like. powerful place for me to put everything. Yeah. And I think I'm good at it. Yeah. So I want to keep doing it. Yeah. And fuck it, I'm going to move to New York. <laughs> you know? Like, for at least a little bit. Like, I yeah. might not survive there. I might hate it. Yeah. But fuck it, I have a place to land, you know? Um. Yeah. <laughs> New York's the best. The worst and the best sometimes. The, yeah, yeah. I've only been a few times yeah. with my mom. Oh, and we, the, when we went to Did New York my senior year. Did you go to the big church there? Uh, there's, there's some no. big Mormon. We didn't go on a Sunday. It's, it, it's, it's, it's 
so Juilliard is two blocks away from like the biggest Mormon church on the Upper West Side. Oh my god! It's so well, and isn't funny. it like a temple a, too? Yeah, yeah, it's like a temple, or I don't know what church. I think I've heard of it. I don't it. know if it's a difference, but yeah, it's like a big fancy Mormon building. Yeah. And then Juilliard, like Golden, <laughs> I live like a couple blocks away from there, so I'd come see Goldie and like, look at these nerds. <laughs> look at these nerds going into church. <laughs> not, not all of them. You know, religion is good sometimes, but... Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it can be a beautiful yeah. thing. It's just when it's taken out of context. And, like, a just, I feel like, just oppressive ass. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, America, it's so funny, like, I think growing up in Bermuda, you know, you see America in films and stuff. Yeah. You know, you I, I, like, have family here and visit here, but, you know, just the home of, like, freedom, personal liberty... And the pursuit of happiness, you know, like yeah. that's, those are the things, you know, fucking constitution, fucking, mm-hmm. uh, those are the things you think of. Yeah. And then there are so many people in America that feel like they have the right to have their views apply to everybody. Yep. Yep. And you're just like, yeah, yo, it's when you're like, I'm right and you're wrong. Like, like you can the... be like, I'm I think I'm right, and I'm going to do my thing. You do yours. Just on, like, the simple issue, like, or not a simple issue, um, but, like, a, for me, a simple issue, abortion. Like, yeah. Like, do what you want. Yeah. That's your body. Yeah, <laughs> You know, yeah. like, I don't know. I thought America was about freedom and being, have the right to choose and... Well, like, the, I, the Mormon <laughs> argument is, like, it's not your body anymore. It's another person's body. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're dealing with a spirit of God in your stomach. Yeah. And and that's a different spirit. So you can't you have choice over that spirit. So you know Arthur Golden's friend? Yeah. His dad Brent, Brent Blue, um he's the only person in Wyoming who publicly says that he'll do abortions. Yeah. You know there are plenty of other people that probably do them but just don't say it publicly because they know the place people, that yeah, they yeah. live. It's such a and red state. Such a red state. We're the one blue county. Yeah. <laughs> Go Jackson. Um, but uh, there are these people from Kansas, these religious, you know, freaks, who come up here saying abortion is bad with, like, signs of, like, you know, seven, eight-month-old abortions that, like, yeah. very rarely happen, and most often yeah. medical. Yeah. You know, and, like... That's not when people make their decision, just, like, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's just so stupid, but they use a bunch of, like, horrible graphic images, and they really, like, target Brent, mm-hmm. because he's the only one in Wyoming, and, you know, they knock off Wyoming, and having no abortions, boom, that's another yeah. victory for the cause, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, fig- I forget, like, years ago, there were, like, bomb threats and shit, like, they'd c- try and hassle him, and... Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. That's so hard. Oh my gosh. One time our school in Manti. Well, Brent's a boss. He, he didn't, he's not going to cave into those fucking weirdos. Oh yeah. I mean, good. I mean, just the fact that he had the balls to say that he was a, he did abortions. Is yeah. Impressive work. Yeah. Um, but, uh, in Manti, once we got a bomb threat, someone like some asshole called the school and yeah. was like, I'm going to bomb your school. So we like 
got the day off and we like evacuated it. <laughs> it was like the biggest thing to ever happen in Manti. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone was talking about it. Like in the grocery store, it was a big deal. Big deal. <laughs> Nothing ever happens there. It's, yeah. It's not the most eventful place. Yeah. Uh, not stimulating enough for me. <laughs> yeah. You know? I yeah. wouldn't have been happy. Yeah. Not very stimulating environment. No new ideas. Getting you know? getting married and already having to pay a mortgage on a home in like yep. a year or two. Oh, I'd probably have a kid by now. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'd probably be married with a kid, for sure. That's so crazy. If I didn't have bipolar... Like, I don't know if I would have left the church. Because yeah. I was, like, happy, so happy-go-lucky in the church when I was yeah. young. But then I got fucked in college. I was like, oh, my God. I'm miserable. Yeah. <laughs> um, change is hard for me, I think. Change is a huge trigger. Yeah. Like, whenever I go to a new place, even for a vacation, like, I just panic for a while. Yeah. It makes my bipolar go crazy. Yeah. And that's probably just from, like, you know, like, how tight that bubble you were in uh -huh. was yeah you know, like yep. going outside that bubble is sometimes uncomfortable for oh my god really yeah indoctrinated oh in yeah shit. it's just so scary to like venture outside of anything i don't know yeah you know which is like the exact opposite of how like it should be it, you yeah know? exactly like that, that should be when you have your biggest moments of growth yeah and... you want to you should want to <laughs> explore the world and, yeah yeah and and yeah, that should make you happy. Yeah. That's why I want to take, like, a solo trip to uh, Europe. Because yeah. I, I just want to, like, fucking explore the world. And, maybe, and maybe when someone gets your meds on point, so yes. I'm not so worried yes. about you. Yeah, that is very out. true. <laughs> I got to get that shit figured out. Yeah, um, it's tough. I don't know if I should have stopped taking them. That might have been a bad idea. But I really was almost more suicidal on them, I feel like. I yeah. don't know. And one thing for, like, people out there listening, what Sid did was, like, she was, like, kind of self-diagnosing herself, and she hasn't really seen a psych true psychiatrist. Yeah. So, and I feel like for anybody out there who hasn't talked about this thing or is really new to, like, trying to figure this shit out, like, you try, like, a lot of different medications your first, yeah. like, couple Well, and months. I have. Like, I was on... I was on uppers or like antidepressants, yeah. which for a bipolar person makes you manic as yeah, fuck. Yeah, just all the time. Yeah. So I was like anxious as hell constantly all yeah. throughout like going to school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I've, I've been on so many different medications because I've always been not okay. Yeah. Um, and just recently have I started taking actual bipolar medications. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it was working. I don't know. I was just so... I think it was also, like... We were in rehearsals for the Christmas show. And that was, like, 12 hours a day. It was, like, a lot of, like, yeah, fucking no, commitment. And, and it was really hard for me mentally, I think. So I think it could also be the fact that I was so busy. Yeah. And I was in kind of a vulnerable place. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'm going to my therapist on... Monday, so... Yeah. Hopefully, I'll get on a different medication to try. That's my hope, I think. Yeah. Because um, I was on that medication for... Or those two medications for, like, a month or two. Yeah. Like, it, it kicked in enough to the point where I was like, I feel crazy all the time. Yeah, where you feel like it's definitely not working yeah. that yeah. squad. Yeah, yeah. Well, and if it makes me suicidal... Like, if I'm suicidal, it's not working. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. 
the tough thing is, is even if when it is working, the suicide won't go away. Well, and especially since it's such a seductive thought for people with yeah. like tough lives. <laughs> I know, and I, I, I like talked about this in other episodes. How I like fantasized about good ways to die. Yeah, like I really like uh-huh. wanted to go like I've been I, there. like we had this toddlers that would always walk by our high school, and we also had a bus stop nearby. So I'd imagine one of those. I'd imagine one of those. Uh, sorry. I, would, I was imagining one of those, like, kids, like, going out in the, in the street and me saving the kid, getting run over by a bus, die a martyr. You mm-hmm. know, like, that's a fucking great way to go for yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, I've been there. I've yeah. totally been there. Yeah. It's fucking hard. It's such a seductive thought when you feel like the world is, like, caving in on you. Yeah. You know? It's such a seductive thought. And that's the hard thing is, like, my bipolar is just, like, seeking to destroy me yeah and so i dig my hole deeper and deeper when i get into that horrible place yeah i just like my brain thinks of all the things it can do to like attack me like i know myself so well like i i know exactly what to say to myself to fuck myself yeah so i know it's like there's been nobody better at Making Being, me feel horrible. Oh than yeah. Myself oh like yeah. I know Just exactly numero, the buttons uno. to push. Oh yeah. I know it all. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Nobody so. can talk smack against me like I can talk smack. Uh, yep. Against yep. Me. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And and you have to take control of that. Like and and sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's impossible. Yeah. You know. But like, all I can do right now is do my best to be positive. Like, yeah. I'm not sleeping right now. I'm just going to be happy. Yeah. And I'm going to just, even if I'm feeling sad, I'm just going to be happy. And like, fuck, fuck you, bipolar. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's been really hard though. Like leaving BYU. Oh, I felt so much shame and guilt and I still do. Like I, I still, just the other night I was like, what have I done to myself? Yeah. This was last night. I was like, what have I done? Like, I've left the church. I've, oh my gosh, like, I've fucked myself over. Like, because, like, if you are, if you leave the church, like, you're seen as, like, Excommunicado. the worst kind of person. Yeah. You know? Within the church, especially in Nancy. Like, pe- like my mom and dad would always be like, oh, this person left the church. Like, how fucking dare they? Um, yeah. And it's just, you're seen as like, you're gonna, you're gonna go to hell. Like my, my aunt left the church and everybody thinks she's like, probably not going to heaven. Cause there's a thing in the church where it's like, if you know the truth and deny it, like you're going to hell. Yeah. And part, like that means the if truth you, is the, church, I the guess. truth is the church. Yeah. So if you leave the church, you're going to hell. And that is so ingrained in you. Like, that idea has been hard to get out of my head. Yeah. Um, but we are getting there. Yeah. And I'm getting to the point where I'm like, whoa, fuck that. Like, yeah. And it's hard because it's like all my f- friends and my family that, like, are actively supporting, giving money to, like, like going to every Sunday meeting, you know, um, people that like actively support this thing that is like fucking ruined my life kind of yeah like it hurts me that like my loved ones still support the church the church 
do all that tithing bullshit. And I'm, I'm like, trying to be, like, you know what? Like, it's their religion. Like, I, I, freedom of religion. Like, I need to be, like, good about that. But it still hurts yeah. that they're supporting something that's really hurt me. Yeah. Because I just think the ideas are so faulty. And, and there's so much more darkness that, than people realize. Yeah. You know? And that people refuse to look at. And that's when it gets the hardest. And dangerous for When people. you refuse to look at it. Yeah. Well, a girl, like, jumped off of the fucking fourth floor of the Tanner building at BYU. Um, and died. Like, my, my second year. When I was suicidal. And so many people at BYU are miserable. Yeah. I think. Um, and they tried to, like, brush it under the rug at first. They were like, no, it didn't happen. No, no, everybody stay out of the Tanner building. Nothing's going on here. And then people, like, literally saw her and, like, freaked out about it. And they did this whole thing to, like, be like, oh, mental health. We care about mental health. We have free therapy in this building, except for they have, like, four therapists. And it's impossible to get an appointment. It's just, yeah. a th- everything's a cover-up. Yeah. Like, everything's, like, we're really great about mental health, I swear, except for so many people are suicidal. So many people have killed themselves at BYU. Yeah. And have been covered up. Like, there's bars on so many windows. Like, there's, like, they have taken measures to, like, make sure no one can get on any roofs. Yeah. Roofs? (laughs) Roofs? Yeah. I don't know. Um... (laughs) <laughs> words what I words you? I don't there's, know grammar I have for... <laughs> a bunch of made up letters and symbols and you say stuff <laughs> yeah but it's like fucking wild it is wild and then it makes you more like suicidal when other people are suicidal yeah everybody in the theater program is miserable I think well I mean people there are people that have like convinced themselves that everything's okay yeah you know, but I don't know. It's hard. It's, I don't think oh, anyone's happy in Provo, really. Like, truly yeah. happy. Yeah. Maybe they are, and I'm just not one of those people. <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, and I just feel like, you know, yeah, it's just having that, like, kind of just oppressive mentality about all these little things that make you feel horrible about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of leads you up to feel horrible about yourself. Yeah. Well, and if you're anything different than the norm, like the amount of like just all my friends that were gay, like there's this one kid um, that I was close friends with and he always was like so depressed in high school and like had such a hard time because he was raised Mormon and everything and, and he was gay and he was so clearly gay. Yeah. You know, like we all fucking even knew he was gay. Yeah. Um, like, uh, yeah, it's fucked up. But I, I didn't even think lesbians were real. Yeah. I, I thought only men could be gay. That's part of, like, the sexual, like... Like, women aren't sexual creatures, so they can't, therefore they can't be gay. Yeah. Um. So I literally, until, like, my probably senior year of high school, did I even know, like, lesbians existed. Yeah. Like, I didn't know... I didn't, it had never crossed my mind that girls could be gay. I just knew that... Like, I didn't really know anything other than, like, when I was little, I kind of fucked with girls a little bit. Um, but I thought it was just, oh, I was a kid then, you know? And then I go to college and I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) I like women! Yeah. (laughs) So, 
yeah, it's a, it's a harsh, it's a harsh awakening. And it's taken me so long to like come to accept my sexuality. Like even a week ago, I was like, fuck, what if I made this all up to like get out of the church? Like what if it, it was my excuse to leave? And I just created this all in my head. And then, and then I have to be like, okay, no, Sydney, like, no, <laughs> you know who you are. You know what you like. Like, let's just look at that and go from there, yeah. you know? Um, but it's, it's, it's hard and it's confusing. And I'm still, I'm terrified for like sexual things because, because I've been raised with such a belief that not only sex is like such a no-no at a marriage, but se- like, f- like with women, yeah. like that's unheard of. Yeah. So there's like so much shame around it that like, that's why I really haven't been able to do it yet. I've like had some opportunities. But like I just panic. It's a, like a mental block. I I fucking panic so much when I yeah. get in the moment that like I'm gonna I'm gonna need a really like loving, trusting, patient partner to um help break down some of those walls. Yes, yeah, and help me real like realize it's okay, you yeah. know. Um which we could find soon. Who knows? <laughs> Any ladies out there uh, want to get on the Sydney train? Let me know. <laughs> She's a great gal. Super fun. Very charismatic. She can sing. Always a plus for me. <laughs> I can. I have the voice of a fallen angel. <laughs> just before they hit the ground, just a <laughs> just a little riff in there. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, fuck. Uh, Yeah. I just hope that you, like, you know, get the meds right. Yeah. I mean, I I need to find something soon. professional help. Yeah. I, I do sometimes, like, talking about it is always great, but, like, getting the people that are trained to help yeah. you get out of those places. Yeah. And one thing I probably said in previous podcasts for those listening, but that I told to Sydney and I've told to a bunch of people, like, if you have a therapist that you don't vibe with, find a new therapist, like, immediately. Yeah. Because one of the things, like, I had in New York after my attempt was this guy that I was so close to. Yeah. Like, he felt like a huge guiding force in in a positive direction for me, like, as a soul. And then I left didn't really find a good person then went back to Dickinson to school and the therapist there was just completely not about it yeah she would never give me Ritalin which is like key for me because I have fucking ADHD like you dream about yeah um so it's just like she kind of fucked me up in school and then I didn't trust her and then I got back in a bad spot again yeah because I had to deal with someone who I didn't relate to at all yeah you know. Yeah. Well, and like, yeah, not feeling like someone understands you is so hard. Yeah. Like, I, that's something that's been huge for me is like feeling like people see who, me as a person. Yeah. Which is why, like, in my life, that's one of my biggest things is like, I'm going to go through my life and, and love people because of that reason. Like, make people feel seen and like try to see people for who they are. Yeah. And like, that's kind of all I can do, you know, is love people and try to do my best you know I've only been given the things that I've been given like I've been dealt the hand I've been dealt and that's something I have to like come to accept kind of you know um and move on move on and just do the best I 
can with what I have. Which is everybody, you know? Yeah. You gotta do... You gotta do what you gotta do. That's the damn truth. <laughs> uh, oh, so I try and do, like, something at the end of each episode. Um, so you want to just go, like, on a little cheeky guided meditation? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. So you just, like, get in your chill spot where kind of there are no pressure on your joints. Like, you're kind of just chilling. I'm chilling. Eyes closed. In through your nose, out through your mouth. Just come into the present moment. You find yourself in a beautiful grass field with a hill in front of you full with pine trees. You walk through the tall grass almost six feet tall, through a corridor with Mother Nature. As you're walking, you can feel the sun beaming down on your neck. One of those perfect days. Not too hot, not too cold. As you start climbing this hill through the pine trees, you notice some creatures in the forest. A small little chipmunk chewing at a nut, filling its little cheeks. You keep walking down this path winding to the top of the hill. On the other side of the hill, you see a great lake and a boulder to stand on. As you're walking towards the lake, the trees recede. You see a gorgeous stag elk with a 14-point rack just munching on some greens. He looks up at you and you have a moment where you are with each other in nature and together. Breathe into that moment of connection. walk past the elk, leaving him on his merry day. You climb to the top of this rock, standing 20 feet over the lake. You bask in the sunlight. Accept all the good, positive feeling of the earth. You can feel as your skin warms.
All right, and that's it. Wow, that's beautiful. I just had a moment in nature. Yeah, and so I had this mindfulness class that I went to, like as part of my therapy where I was doing like, you know, fucking full work weeks of therapy every week. Yeah. But there was this one cool class that I really appreciated, and I would like do guided meditations like myself, because mm-hmm. honestly the person teaching the class wasn't really creative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she'd only use like recordings and stuff. So that's just one, and I always, like, one of the cool things we did is just, like, comparing, like, what you saw to where what I saw. Yeah. Like, what what did the tall grass look like for you? I mean, it was just, like, way over my head, because you said six feet, so I was like, oh, goddamn, that's pretty tall. <laughs> so I was just, like, fucking trying to scurry, your scurry way my way through the tall, tall grass. <laughs> um, the elk was gigantic. Yeah. This, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, when I I did this pretty much the same one, like the first time I led one in New York, and one one guy who just like born and raised in the Bronx was in the group, and he's like, "What the fuck is an elk, James?" Like when <laughs> when we were out of group and like chilling, he was like, "What the fuck is an elk?" And I was like, "Ah, shit, man, it's like a deer but big. I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is an elk? That's so funny. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> So yeah, awesome to talk with you. Oh my God. Thank yeah. you for sharing. I'm so grateful that yeah. we got to do this. Like yeah. what a wonderful conversation. You're such a light. Thank you. And I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, and me to you, lady. It's a two-way street we're on. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, peace out, y'all. Peace out.